So I have something to share with you in preparing our hearts for communion. I believe it will bless you. I believe it will encourage you. And maybe it'll be an aspect which you will find somewhat fresh. I trust so. So Lord, we thank you. We just dedicate this time briefly around the word and then having communion. We thank you for it. We thank you for the blessing of the Lord's table. And we come with a humility of heart in Jesus' name. Amen. So, if you'd like to turn in your Bible to Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14 to 16, I'll ask them to bring it up on the screen in a moment's time. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Hebrews 4, verse 14, 15, and 16. And uh, it's up on your screen now. Let's have a look here. It says the following, and I'm not going to rush through it. I'm just going to read through it for absorption, if I can put it that way. It says, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, he's our high priest, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. So that first verse is talking about Jesus. He's passed through the heavens. In other words, he has ascended through the heavens and he is in heaven right now, seated at the right hand of the Father. And so he's passed through as our high, high priest. And because he is there and fulfilled what he said he would do, and in the place that God has prepared for him, let us hold fast our confession. In other words, what was prophesied has been fulfilled. Jesus is at that destination. He's our high priest. He's gone ahead before us. We will follow. And so therefore, let's hold fast this confession of faith without wavering because he who promised is faithful. Now, verse 15 is so beautiful. Would you say beautiful? Verse 15, 4. We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. That's where we are today. We're before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Oh, that last phrase, obtain mercy and grace to help in time of need. How many of you today say, well, hey, John, I can do with more grace and mercy right now. My hand is up, my hand is up. Oh, yes, Lord, grace and mercy to help in our time of need. Now look at verse 15 again. And it says, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Folks, this is a very beautiful verse of Scripture. Verse 15. It's kind of one of those ones you've got to highlight, underline. The same verse in the New Living Translation, it says, this high priest of ours, listen to this, understands our weaknesses. Isn't that beautiful? 
He understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. And you know what? I want to just kind of praise God and glorify God today through the scripture. And I want to say, what a wonderful high priest we have in Jesus Christ. Is that the feeling in your heart today? Oh, it's the feeling in my heart. Wow. What a wonderful high priest we have in Jesus. You know what? He sympathizes with our weaknesses. Some people have this idea that God is angry and wanting to beat you if you step out of line. And yes, God is a God of justice. I understand that aspect. But people misunderstand the Father heart of God. I want to tell you, He sympathizes with your weaknesses. What weaknesses do you have? What weaknesses are you facing? And He sympathizes because He faced the same temptations that we face. Wow. That's how real it was when Jesus walked the earth. So he understands our weaknesses. I find that encouraging. <laughs> that my great high priest, he understands John's weaknesses. And also, he has walked in our shoes. Sometimes you might say to a person, you don't understand what I'm going through. You haven't been in my shoes. But you know what? Jesus walked in our shoes. In other words, he understands humanity. He understands what it is like to be clothed in human flesh. He understands that reality. Put a different way, he knows exactly what it is like to be human. And sometimes we think, well, God... I don't know, God, aren't you out of touch with what I'm going through? God, do you really understand? God, it feels like, I don't know, can you relate? And the answer is absolutely yes. He can empathize with your weaknesses. He can fully relate to your humanity. I've never heard somebody emphasize this aspect of God's compassion for us and God's understanding our weaknesses as much as I'm endeavoring to emphasize it here. And I felt that the Lord really stirred my heart to emphasize this. And so the wonderful thing, child of God, is Jesus understands when you are hurting. <laughs> Jesus understands when you are facing weaknesses that nobody else knows about. He is not out of touch with our reality, but he understands exactly what we are going through. And I want to say to you that as our high priest, he is a merciful high priest. Praise God. He is a faithful high priest. Praise God. He is a gracious high priest. And that's why when you come before him, you can come in full assurance. You can come boldly to the throne of grace because you have an understanding high priest who knows what you're going through. Can we give the Lord a hand of praise? <laughs> praise God. He is a merciful and faithful high priest. And as I'm drawing this to a close, I want to say that he understands us. He understands you. And I want to say this, 
that your high priest has compassion on you. Would you say the word compassion? Would you say to the person next to you, he has compassion on you? Tell them that. He has compassion on you. There's a scripture that's found in Isaiah 54 verse 10 and it says, The mountains may move and the hills may shake, but my kindness shall never depart from you. What? The kindness shall never depart from you. And my promise of peace shall never change, says the Lord who has compassion on you. Praise God for the kindness. Praise God for the peace. Hallelujah. But there's a little phrase right at the end. Did you notice that last part? And it says, says the Lord who has compassion on you. I want to tell you, child of God, today that this is what the Lord's heart is towards you. And this is what God says. He speaks of his kindness and he speaks of his peace. And he says it based on the fact that he is the Lord, your high priest, who has compassion. I don't know about you, but I can do with compassion. We can all do with compassion. And it's so wonderful that God understands the frailty of our human vessels. And he says, I have compassion on you. And also, it's confirmed in Lamentations 3, verse 22, and it says, His compassions, they fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So I'm bringing you good news today, child of God. I want to let you know that your high priest, he understands, and he has compassion on you. Let's just thank the Lord for his compassion, just in your own heart. Father, we're grateful for your compassion. Compassionate, abounding in love, slow to anger, merciful. That's our God. Lord, we cast off ideas that we've had about you that have been wrong. We cast those off. And we thank you for your compassion for us today. In Jesus' name. Now we're going to move into partaking of communion. I trust you have the bread and the cup ready. The bread and the cup is open to everyone who knows and loves Jesus, but you need to have given your life to the Lord Jesus to partake in communion. But as you're opening up and getting the bread ready, just to read to you from 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-three 23 in the NLT, it says, on the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this to remember me. In the same way, he took a cup of wine after supper, saying this cup is the new covenant between God and his people. Now listen to this, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Oh man, this is ratified by the blood of Jesus. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. The last verse, verse 26, for every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. So Father, we lift up 
In a moment of prayer, we lift up this bread, this wafer, which symbolizes the body of the Lamb of God, the body of Jesus Christ. As we break this, we remind ourselves of the price you paid on the cross for us, an incredible price. You did it because you loved us and you love us still. Lord, we do take a moment to say anything that we've said or thought or done lately that just hasn't been right, it hasn't pleased you, we're sorry for that, we confess it to you. We thank you for your forgiveness and your cleansing. The body of the Lord broken for you. Now, Heavenly Father, it's our great joy to lift up the cup. We know that this cup represents the blood of Jesus Christ, the most precious commodity ever known to mankind. Nothing can wash us except the blood of Jesus. And Lord, as we're about to partake, we just want to say that we are so grateful. And we also want to say as we partake, we take a hold of every covenant blessing and promise and right that we have as children of the most high God because we are your own special people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, your own special people, and we take a hold of everything that we are entitled to, the blood of the Lord shed for you. Now, would you just allow a moment of gratitude right now? Allow a moment of gratitude for all that you have done, Lord Jesus. We are grateful to you for all that you have done. As the worship team comes back onto the platform, let's just have this moment of appreciation. The blood of Jesus. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that we are righteous because of you. We don't stand in our own righteousness, but we stand in your righteousness. The blood of Christ cleanses us from all our sins and all our iniquity. And I declare over you, child of God, who you rightfully are. You're holy unto the Lord. I declare who you are. You're a righteous man. You're a righteous woman. You're a righteous young person. You are righteous in Jesus. You've been made righteous. <laughs> and we thank you that it is that righteousness of the blood that qualifies us for the fullness of the grace of Jesus. Jesus.